Well, it's never too early to start looking ahead towards the 2023-24 Nashville Predators season today. Ann and I are going to be talking about the three players most important to the Predators' success for this upcoming season. Join the debate today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Predators podcast your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, want to start out with a special hello to our loyal Locked On Predheads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys and we appreciate the support you give us week after week after week. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at InsideThePreds.com. All right, so today we are going to be talking about the three most important players to the Nashville Predators' success next year. I have three, Ann has three. Uh, in, in discussing this before the show, Ann, it seems like we might have gone a little bit different uh, strategy-wise in putting these lists together. We, I think we did. Now, here's the thing. We have one in common that I think is hands-down the number one most important player for the Predators. But we did then kind of, you know, we did the little uh, two roads diverged in a yellow wood kind of thing here. We Robert Frosted this a, a bit and you went one direction and I went another, but I'm very intrigued by some of, some of your choices. I think this is going to be a really interesting episode. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to have fun and I wanted to do the little best obvious route Let's go. Uh, you you did the uh, the basic. It's like the puck doku game, um, <laughs> like, you know, like that on, online where like there's some people where it's like they just fill in the obvious ones just to get it done, and then there's like the people who go like try to answer with the most obscure players possible and get like that like the number like a top ten uniqueness score or something yeah. like that. I'm the top ten uniqueness score guy. Yeah, and, and you're the you're the low hanging fruit. Oh, which is not bad at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't mean that isn't a bad thing. I meant that isn't like a yours definitely makes sense. I got you. I got you. Yeah. 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 Should should we talk about the the one that we both have? Um, probably number one in terms of most critical to success. Uh, yes. and it's probably the one everybody else is thinking of. Uh, so do the honors, Anne. Yeah, I think there is no success. No success in Nashville next season without UC Soros. UC Soros is absolutely the key to this Predators reset. He is the difference between the Nashville Predators having a reset and the Nashville Predators in a full-on rebuild. UC Soros is the backbone of the team. And this is something that you and I talked about when there were so many rumors and whispers about trading Soros and he has such high value. Why wouldn't you trade him now? Because he is what is going to keep the Nashville Predators closer to contention than any other player on the roster or coming up through the ranks. So I think everybody would agree that UC Saros is one of the most important, most valuable players for this team next season. And that's that's the obvious one, too. Yep. And I mean, that's it, it starts and ends 
with UC Saros. I mean, it really does. I mean, you look at this past year and everything, you know, numbers wise and stats wise showed the press should have probably been a bottom five team in the NHL. uh, If not one of like the, you know, the three, four worst teams in the NHL. Uh, And that, that highlights the fact of just how good UC Saros was. Uh, And in terms of pure volume was probably the most important goaltender to his team uh, in the entire NHL last season. And, uh, you know, I I think both of us agree the Predators next year probably aren't going to be good enough uh, to make that not the case again next year. Right. Yeah. The role for Saros is going to look very similar next season to what he had to do this season, especially at the end of the season. Think about what this team would look like if Saros was not in net, especially down the stretch. You know, we did have great performances from some young players. We may talk about some of those later this episode. But none of that happens. None of that success happens without UC Saros. And there's nobody in this entire league that can argue against Saros being probably one of the top three elite goaltenders in the entire league. So, so much about what is going to happen in Nashville revolves around Soros. He is the spine. He is the backbone of what's going to happen moving forward. Yeah, UC Soros changes everything. Everything. In Nashville Predators. He changes the outlook of the team next year. You look at this roster with UC Soros on the roster. If he's as good as he has been the past few seasons, ever since he's taken over the starting role, You can't rule out the Nashville Predators. You can't look at this team and say, okay, there's just enough for them to sort of be good or be in that playoff conversation and, you know, maybe steal some games down the stretch, get in and maybe, you know, have a tough first round out for a team. Yeah. Without UC Soros, if he takes a step back or for some reason he's hurt or there's, you know, a goalie situation or God forbid a trade, all of a sudden, you're looking at the Nashville Predators having a, I guess, a harder road to mm-hmm. getting back to where they want to be. Yeah. I mean, this team, if the goaltending isn't there next season, has the potential to be a disaster. But you see Soros is that safeguard. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's the role he's going to play. Yep, he is the ace up the sleeve for this team. And it makes you wonder, kind of knowing where the Predators are now as compared to where we kind of hoped that the team was over the last couple seasons, you wonder how much did Saros cover up for what the Predators were really dealing with over the last couple of seasons? You know, when he took over in, in the starting role, there was still so much hope that like, this is a team that can be a contender. How much of that was UC Soros really kind of glossing over some things, you know, and and I think we're going to see that very clearly this season. I think Soros is going to be the X factor for the Predators, you know, through this rebuild and no disrespect to the other veterans on the team, no disrespect to Ryan O'Reilly and Gustav Nyquist and, you know, Luke Shen, all these players that they're bringing in. But really and truly, the season rests on the shoulders of UC Saros. Yeah, and we're going to talk about other players uh, that are going to have a big role in how well this team does next year. But UC Saros is not number one. Like, like how well he does is going to sway a lot of where the Nashville Predators are 
and quite frankly, probably the opinion on where they're going to be headed in the future of the next couple of years as well. All right. Uh, more players to talk about. Uh, Ann and I each have one forward and one defenseman uh, that we think are going to be most critical to the Predators' success next season. Uh, and we both went a little bit of a different direction when putting these lists together. So we'll dive into that <coughs> in just one second. Uh, but first, want to mention today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens and their product, AG1. This is a product I use every day, first thing in the morning. I started taking it because I needed something easier to help me get my fitness in order. Uh, I've done all those different vitamins and all those protein powders and collagens or whatever, all those different kind of products that you have to buy to, to really maximize your fitness potential. It got very expensive fast, very confusing fast. And at the end of the day, I just couldn't stick with it. That's where Athletic Greens comes in handy and AG1 comes in handy because all it is is one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for all those different pills and supplements. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day gives you 75 high quality ingredients, including vitamins, whole food source, superfoods, and adaptogens that support my energy, focus, strength, and clarity. It is a micro habit, delivers macro benefits, and helps about uh, pretty much every aspect of my health that I can think of. I'm more focused during the day. My gut health is a lot better. And best of all, I'm not paying a fortune to get it done. It is less than $3 a day, which is uh, less money than you'd probably spend going to Starbucks before work every uh, every morning before you jump on the job. No, instead you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance for yourself. So it's a comprehensive solution. And if it's what you need if you need to add it to your supplement routine, try AG1. And when you do, you get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is drinkag1.com slash NHL Network to check it out. All right, Ann, we are talking about the three most important players uh, that are critical to the Nashville Predators' success next year, players we think will make or break the season. Uh, we were both unanimous in UC Soros yes. as the number one. Let's talk about uh, a defenseman that we think is most critical. Uh, uh, one obvious one and one not so obvious one. Yeah. So for me, the defenseman that I think has to really um, step up, who's going to lead this team, who has to have an outstanding season is, of course, Roman Yossi, the captain of the team. But here's what we need from Roman Yossi. We need his best offensively and defensively. Um, he led the team in points with 59. Last season, he had that amazing career-high 96-point season. Came in second in the Norris, but that's a whole nother episode, my friends. Hey, Eric Carlson. Um, but this is somebody who is a difference maker for the team. When you look at things like point shares on the team, he is second only to UC Soros as far as how he impacts the game. Interestingly enough, I just want to throw this out here, Nick. He is second to Ryan Patrick in defensive point shares. I just want to give a shout out to Ryan Patrick. Yep. Yes, you like him. 
I love him. I do. But anyway, we're talking about Roman Yossi. Roman Yossi obviously, you know, leads the team when it comes to non-goaltenders and ice time. He is critical to this team's success. He is the backbone of this team's defense. But he also is so important offensively and on special teams. So I don't know that the questions are so much, can Roman Yossi step into this leading role? Because I feel like we have seen him do this. I think the question is, who around him is going to elevate their game as well? And I think, you know, how goes Roman Yossi? So will go the players around him, especially on this defense that, you know, you and I have really talked about. How is it going to come together? It has to come together in a way that sets Roman Yossi up for the best success. Yeah, and you mentioned other players that are going to step up. We're going to talk about one in just a second, but I want to talk about Yossi a little bit because I agree with you. Like, he is certainly another key cog in that Nashville Predators' success. And, and you know, you mentioned you, you, you need the Roman Yossi that scored, like, the 96 points and the big playmaker and all that. I'm going to take it back a little bit, and I think you need that Roman Yossi from 2020. Yeah, That was a Norris Roman yeah. Yossi. You don't – you don't necessarily need him to score 96 points every year, or for that matter, like even be like an 80 point guy. That's an added benefit. But what you need is that defender who can do it all. And that's really what he was in 2020. Like as good as he is offensively, he's always had a good offensive spark. It was his defense that really made the Nashville Predators a dangerous team. Just the positioning Uh, the responsibility that he played with in the defensive end, the ability to go win a puck either from a face-off or, you know, win a battle in the corner and have that burst, have that speed, that transition game to get the puck out of his own zone and start creating chances the other way. And it's funny, when when you look back at 2020 and really the seasons before that, and you kind of look at where he was, how he was used – um, you look at like offensive zone starts versus defensive starts. And it was like, you know, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. And, you know, he was being used in every situation. And then you look at him under John Hines where, yeah, he was kind of used as that offensive guy, but you know, it was like 65% offensive zone starts to only, you know, 35 in the defensive zone. And that's not including like neutral zone starts or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it was like 60, 40, and then like 65, 35 again. And, you know, you kind of made him a little bit one-dimensional, almost, if you're John Hines. Uh, So I'm interested to see what the Andrew Burnett strategy was. And we're going to transition to a player that I think maybe leans which way I think the Preds are going to go with that. But if you need Roman Yossi, you know, back to his peak effectiveness, you got to get him back to where he was not two years ago. But you got to get him back to that Norris campaign season where he won because he was the best two-way defender in the league. Not necessarily the best point guy, but the best two-way defender in the league. Mm -hmm. I think a lot, too, about Yossi's success this season is going to hinge on two things. Number one, him staying healthy. Uh, Yossi out of the lineup is, is a tough pill for the Predators to swallow. The second thing is who is going to be his defensive partner? And this is something that you and I have have wrestled with and we have talked about with this defense. You need Yossi partnered up with somebody who is very responsible defensively, um, somebody who can adjust their play to how Yossi does things, um, who is going to be able to kind of 
cover bases if he gets down in and involved in the plays. So for me, I think those are two keys to how successful Yossi's going to be, staying healthy and who is going to be his defensive partner. Well, can I pick that up with who I, I think is the number two most important player to the Preds' success? Yes, I'm curious about this one. Well, first it. off, I have no idea who's going to be on this defense next <laughs> year. So I'm going to go with the surefire guy that the Preds just signed, and that's Luke Shen. I think this is interesting. And Tell here's, me more. And here's the thing. Um, if you're reading between the lines, the Preds are going to do everything they can to make Luke Shen Roman Yossi's partner. The fact that the biggest talking point when he was brought in mm -hmm. was, look how well he did playing with Quinn Hughes. Or yes. look how well he did in Toronto playing with Morgan Riley. Uh, you know, you heard a lot of people say like, oh yeah, not only did he have himself like a nice little season, but look how much better like Morgan Riley, like how much stronger of a player he got when Luke Shen joined the team and started, you know, becoming his defensive partner. That to me is going to unlock Roman Yossi. And for me, that's why Shen is the most important player is because I think he's going to be that complement to Roman Yossi, or at least that's what the Preds are hoping. That's what they gave him that big three year, almost $3 million contract uh, to do was to shore up that big question mark that's next to Roman Yossi and allow their captain to be the best version of himself. That's going to be a big question mark because, you know, Luke Shen has been that player where as his ice time ticks up, you know, that's, that's, he's sort of lost his effectiveness mm. a little bit, but at five on five, you know, you're going to need a guy who has Yossi's back, who is willing to sort of be that anchor and be quality enough to be a solid player in front of your own net that Roman Yossi doesn't have to worry, uh, you know, has to look over his shoulder. Yes. Or if for some reason he's jumping into a play on, on offense, the Preds aren't going to be caught with their pants down on a breakout going the other way. You have somebody responsible who can handle his own. That That is Luke Shen's game. Uh, a little bit now he's not the fastest he's not like an elite like transition guy or puck carrying guy or some of these guys you want you know you crave to to be like a top pair defenseman but he does do a lot of the defending skills right and for the nashville predators uh especially on that top line last year that top unit you know, which, whichever, you know, forward group you want to pair with whatever defensive group, that was something that they couldn't do very well. Having Luke Shen maybe adds a different element. He's somebody comfortable playing with high-end talent. You know, maybe you get a little bit of a boost there. Plus, you know, 20 points last season. So good enough to sort of capitalize on good talent he's with and jump in on a pop. The other thing that I will say about Luke Shen, you know, that makes me think you may be on the right track with this one is one of the things that Barry Trotz said almost in passing, but I think is really important is he talked about Luke Shen and his physicality and, you know, Trotz pointed out like, look, Roman Yossi is taking more hooks than I'm comfortable with. Luke Shen is going to go out there and he's going to handle that business. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I think there may be an element of that physicality, of that grit, of that, um, not enforcer, but of that, 
you know, protecting Roman Yossi that may have exponential benefits. Because if you keep, like I said, you keep Yossi healthy and this is a different national predators team. So you may be on the right track with this Luke Shen thing. Didn't see it, but now that we've talked about it, you may be on the right track because he could unlock some really great things for Roman Yossi. Yeah. And I think that is exactly why the predators brought him in is because that's what they're banking on. Yeah. Let's talk about a forward and um, another obvious one and another maybe less obvious one. Although I, I would say mine is kind of obvious too. Um, let's, let's talk about the big fish first. Mm. Yeah. For me, it comes down to Philip Forsberg. And I think this is going to be one of the most interesting seasons of Philip Forsberg's career because there are three things that he has to do this season. Of course, he has to stay healthy. That's something that we can talk about. He has to become a locker room leader because he is going to be the veteran voice with a lot of young players around him. But the most important thing is this is the season where Philip Forsberg becomes the guy, not a guy for the Nashville Predators. This is the the guy season for Forsberg, you know. We look back and you see, you know, the success that he had with that Jofa line with Johansson and Arvidsson. And then we look at, you know, for the last several seasons, he's had Matt Duchesne. Those guys are gone. And the elite scorer that Nashville needs is going to be Philip Forsberg. So this is a huge season for Forsberg. And it's going to be different. This is a different season for him. He is now the guy. Yeah. And we mentioned him kind of being the guy earlier where he's kind of been the one forward who's like elevating everybody else's play. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we talk about, and that was kind of maybe our disappointment with Duchesne and Johansson a little bit was they played great when they were surrounded by top end talent. Like they were at their best, but you want a guy who's going to sort of elevate everybody else that they play with. And for me in the past couple of years, that has been Forsberg. Yeah. I think it will be interesting to see him do this. And, and again, no disrespect to bringing in Ryan O'Reilly to what Luke Evangelista may do, Cody Glass. You know, there's lots of other options offensively. But this is all kind of on Forsberg's shoulders now, you know. And let's see what he does with this. But you look at, you know, his numbers. Let's go back to that 20, uh, 21-22 season where he and Duchesne were kind of racing for that single-season goal record. Th those are numbers that compared to Mark Shifley from last season. You know, he had more goals than Austin Matthews and William Nylander this past season. We need that Philip Forsberg this season. We need that kind of elite offensive talent. And this is the time for him to prove I'm the guy. I don't just, you know, I'm not just one of the guys with Duchesne or one of the guys with Johansson and Arvidsson. I'm the guy. And like you said, you now have to be the guy. And you also have to be the guy that helps players like maybe Evangelista or maybe Phil Tomasino. So this is going to be a critical season. How goes Philip Forsberg? So will go the Predators offense. Yeah. And, you know, the other reason that they need Forsberg to have a big season uh, remember the, the other guy on the team that scored 86 points a couple of years ago, uh, during that 2022 season. Yeah. Uh, Matt Duchesne, not there anymore. No. Nope. Uh, remember Ryan Johansson, 60 point score from a couple of years ago. Uh, he, he's not there anymore. Mikhail nope. Granlin, reliable, you know, top, top end score. 
not there anymore. Matias Ekholm, big source of depth scoring, not there anymore. Tanner Janot, 24 goals a couple of years ago, not there uh-huh. anymore. The Predators are banking a lot mm-hmm. on uh, Philip Forsberg being able to kind of fill some of that gap. And yeah, they got Ryan O'Reilly, uh, who scored 70 a couple of years ago, but not, you know, that's not really his game anymore. And that's not, you know, the rise. They're banking a lot. Yeah. On some of these young players stepping up and filling that gap, but they're still young and they're, they're still unproven. So you're going to need Forsberg to sort of carry the load and have some of his best years of his entire career the next couple of years, or else the Predators are just going to be a massive offensive <laughs> void of a team. Yeah. And if you look at the conversations that Barry Trotz has had, if you look at the comments that players like Ryan O'Reilly and uh, Gus Nyquist have had, they were sold on this team based on Philip Forsberg as a core offensive elite threat and Roman Yossi as being one of the best defensemen in the league and UC Saros being elite goaltending. So for me, those are the three players that this team is banking on. But you have a very interesting, interesting forward pick that you think may be kind of critical to the Predators' success, and it is not Philip Forsberg. Well, well, here's the thing, Anne. Like, what's what's this whole sort of rebuild about? Like, what's the whole sort of Barry Trot strategy? Get it's, faster. It, it's get faster. It's get the young players into roles where they can carry this team. Yes. Like it's getting, you know, giving guys a chance, like giving the new generation a chance to really step up and sort of shoulder this burden for the Preds to get there Mm -hmm. for the Preds to be good again, anytime soon, that's going to need to start happening. And for me, the biggest guy I look at is Cody glass. Yep. And that is because I think out of all the people in the organization, he is your best chance to kind of have a bona fide number one center. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe he's not like, you know, Connor McDavid or Jack Hughes or anybody like that. That's going to score like 120 points or, you know, anything like right. that. But he is a player that screams to me, especially with some dynamic scores on either side of him. Somebody that can be just a reliable, really good number one defenseman on a good team. I mean, you look at the ways like, you know, Vegas, you know, the way they played their centers last year and sort of a by committee sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look at like how Patrice Bergeron has played in Boston, like not necessarily, you know, a main score, but a very good complimentary piece that can really go toe to toe with the other team's top line. That's the kind of player that I think Cody Glass can be, but he needs to step up. Yeah. Like, and, and the Predators need desperately a young number one center to kind of build around. And this is going to be Glass's opportunity to show that he can be that guy. He can be the guy that, you know, you sort of build, you know, your future forward core yeah. around. And for me, and I think he's going to get that chance this year. Like, I really do. I really think, you know, you, you watch him at the end of last season. It was by necessity, but he played his best hockey of the year when his ice time went up. Yeah. At the end of the year when he was playing like, you know, 18, 19, sometimes 20 minutes a game in that number one center role, that's when he was at his best. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I think the Predators see that and be like, we have to give this guy a chance. 
Like yeah. we got to put him number one center with Forsberg, maybe another really good, you know, prime guy. And we got to see how it goes, but they have got to give him a chance to fill that role this season. If you're Cody glass, you've got to nail that chance. Like this is your opportunity to prove that you can be a franchise building block for years to come. Uh, and if he doesn't do that, uh, or if for some reason he, you know, tapers out, he's just a middle of the lineup guy. All of a sudden, the Nashville Predators may have to reconsider how they're doing this rebuild. Hmm. I think you may be right in the sense that there's a lot riding on what Cody Glass can be for the team going forward. I think there's some things that he needs. I agree with you. He needs quality line mates. He absolutely needs to be with top guys like Philip Forsberg. Um, I also think what, like you said, give this guy quality minutes. You know, we saw what he did at the end of last season. And if you look back over last season, the improvement that you saw, just the steady improvement that you saw from Cody Glass and, and how his game was at the end of the season compared to how it was when he first made the roster out of training camp, very different player. And if he can continue that trajectory, I agree with you. I think they are banking on him being the future core guy. And this may be the season he has to prove it. A lot has to go right for him. He really needs to be set up for success. Hopefully, Andrew Brunette is going to do that for him. But I, I agree. I think Cody Glass is definitely a, a player to watch. I really hope that he and Forsberg are together because I think that could be a really good, you know, as they say in Star Wars, a symbiotic relationship. You know, I think that they could play really well off of each other and, and benefit each other. So, Keep an eye on Cody Glass. And, and here's what the mom in me worries about. I don't want this to be a season full of pressure for him. We saw the stress and pressure he was under trying to make the team out of training camp. And then you look at how he played at the end of the season. He played with what the hell? Like, why not? No abandon. He was just not in his head. He was just naturally playing the game. Let's hope he can pick that up and not feel the pressure of having to develop into another one of the guys. Yeah. I worry about that. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, maybe maybe just, that was his kind of being able to be that number one guy last year was kind of his breakout role. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's a little bit different. And you and I called him future captain. Yep, future captain. I'm telling you. Keep your yeah. eye on the glass. So we'll have to see what happens. Uh, if you think there's a Nashville Predator who is going to be very critical to the team's success, let us know. Uh, leave a comment on our YouTube page or uh, tweet us at LO underscore Predators. Uh, and where can people find your work? You can find my work online at InsideThePreds.com. You can find me on Twitter at NK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at penaltyboxradio.com or follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan or threads at just NSMorgan. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back later this week with an all-new episode. We'll see you then.